Aromatime Bistro presents Wine Time Live, hosted by the Hudson Valley's premier green certified entrepreneurs, Marcus and Jamie Giuliano. So grab a glass of your favorite vino, sit back, relax, and travel with them, sharing their passion discovering unique vineyards, outstanding wines, delicious food, and great adventure. Hello, Facebook Live. Hello, Instagram. Hello, everybody. It's Jamie and Marcus here. Wine Time Live, episode number seven. Wow. I was the first American to cook here. We're going to talk about that. Awesome. And we're going to talk about uh, wine from one of our favorite producers, an iconic producer in Verona in Italy, Negrar specifically. Uh, home of Amarone, and who are we talking about, Jamie? We are going to be tasting Tenuta Santa Maria. So, um, it's, is it considered the Bertani estate, or? A great question, right? great so question. The, talk a little bit about um, the differences between the Bertanis, because there, there is a Bertani wine, right? Ber- right? And then there's the Tenuta Santa Maria, which is Bertani. Bertani as well. Right. So talk about the But not allowed to really say Bertani. You talk about that. Okay. Right, you're not allowed right. You're not allowed to okay. say Bertani. So we are good friends with Giovanni. Yes. Bertani. So, yes, so I just had a message with yesterday. Yes. Harvest this year is fantastic, he awesome. said. Uh business is slow because of COVID. But uh, the harvest is fantastic. And we're going to do a virtual event with him here. We've been to the vineyard a couple times. We've taken a group of people right. to to the vineyard. Um so Let's talk about Bertani. So Bertani is the iconic Amarone producer from Valpolicella, from from, from Negrar, from from that era, from Verona. All right, they make amazing world-class Amarones. Uh, Some of the most famous Amarones ever made come come out of the Tunita Santa Maria home. All right, so. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it smells delicious. Sorry, I don't want to take you off. That's okay. So, they've been making wine, I think, for six generations or eight generations. It's like the mid-1800s. We asked Giovanni what his favorite vintage is. And he goes, 1923. And then somebody in our group asked him, well, how many bottles do you have of this left? And what they say? 2,000 bottles? Oh, that, of the 1923, 1923. vintage. So, and when we were there, he gave us an amazing tour. Oh. And we were in a cellar. And... and um, it was it was amazing. I it mean, was amazing. his family is amazing. Yeah. So. so now, in 2006, two of the sisters decide that they don't want to be in the wine business anymore. And what they do is they um, and Gaetano, who's this the the the, 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 this, the, the, this, the brother, the brother, that's the brother. He, this is this is his, this is his love. This is his you know, his life. So they come to an agreement to split the winery up. The two sisters sell their share. When they sell their share, they sold off the Bertani name. So after 2006, on the front of a bottle of wine, if you see, you won't see Bertani on here except in small letters on the bottom, it says Gaetano Bertani property. Um, So the Bertani name is on here, but in small letters. They're not allowed by the agreement to print Bertani over a certain type print on the bottle. The Bertani after 2006 that you buy in the store that says Bertani in big letters, big letters right? is basically an investment bank. It's an insurance company, whatever it is. It's it's an investment group that got together, bought the Bertani name, and Tenuta Santa Maria is the beautiful the property, right? The beautiful home. 
It's gorgeous. Yeah. Do you want to go grab a picture on the wall? Sure. If you're if you're watching us, um, so we have we have um, 105. We have a picture that I took of Tunuta Santa Maria uh, when we were there the first time, I believe. So this picture, this is this picture is um, or this estate is uh, this is it right there. Look at that. Um, if you can see it on screen now, that is Tunuta Santa Maria. It looks like a, a castle. It is amazing. This is in Nebrar, uh, up in up in the Verona area, uh, uh, right outside of Barlino, east uh, side of uh, Lake Garda. So, in this agreement in 2006, the lay, the label Bertani, the name Bertani, gets sold off with everything outside the walls of Tunuta Santa Maria. Tunuta Santa Maria is is closed off with stone walls. So, the stone walls that inside the property stay in touch, stay intact with Gaetano and his, his two sons, uh, Giovanni, who we're good friends with, and um, they are making wines that Bertani has always made in the same estate, same vines, but they're not legally allowed to put Bertani over that small typeset in the bottom. So it says Gaetano, Gaetano Bertani Negrar Verona is what it says on there. So this indeed, folks, is the original Bertani. This is where it's coming from. Um, they make 600,000 bottles a year of wine. They make a Chardonnay, a Suave, a Merlot. Some of the stuff is coming from the eastern side of Verona where they make Suave, coming from Suave. Um, they have a little property there that makes some wine uh, that has vines. And their main vines are when you pull up the Tunis Santa Maria, it's all around. They're it is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And when we were there last time, didn't we go on a, didn't uh, Giovanni take us up? Um, the first time we were there. The first there. time. The first time we were there. He took us up. Um, they were ripping out a bunch of vines because they and just they had were replanting. replanting. They, were, they were so old. It was right? time, it was it was time, time. Yeah. for them to get replanted. Um, they make a Merlot out of this property. Um, they make a, another wine which we're not familiar with because the importer really doesn't have it. Um, but we, the first time I ever met Giovanni Bertani was here at the restaurant. He, he came in to, um, to sell, so, sell, wine, sell right? wine. Yeah. To sell wine. Uh, he, the importer, the original importer brought him in, mm -hmm. and um, Gary, and they had come in several times. Every time Giovanni was here, they would come in. Giovanni ended up loving Aroma Time, mm -hmm. uh, had, had several meals here, ends up loving it, and um, invites me to cook at Tenuta Santa Maria. So, on one of our wine tours. Yeah, uh, uh, invites us to cook there. He says, Marcus, come cook. It's not set up yet. We're not set up to do this yet, but we're gonna be set up and we're building, you know, villas, a, a hotel there. Now, meantime, um, you're like planning everything from the States to go right. over there to actually the cook first, the in their kitchen, right? The first time he told, told me, he invited me to come cook was it must have been like 2010, 2011. We didn't take our group there until 2017. Right. So all in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, someday I'm going to cook at the Britannia Estate. Yeah. Someday I'm going to cook at the famed Britannia Estate. I'm going to say, as a chef, that's an honor. Absolutely. It's an extreme honor to cook there. Um, so we plan our trip to that area. Of course, we plan it because we go see. And, um, he was high on our list. Too. He was <laughs> a, we have to go see. We have must. to, must go there. If, folks, if you go to Verona, let us know. Um, we'll uh, message them over there and, and get your tour in over there, it, uh, tasting and tour. It is amazing. So now time's coming up to the time that we're going to be leaving and, and, and I'd be cooking there. 
Well, come to find out. I think I said, do you need, do you need to bring anything? Don't you bring right? knives? Do you need so, to bring knives? What do you need to bring with you? So it turns out that they do cook there in the, in this, in the state there. However, it's caterers that come in. Like so they, they bring in all of their own. They, they had the Ferrari club there that year. They did one of the prince's weddings there. Um, so they do, they do some catering things, but they don't cater. They don't cook themselves. They, a company comes in and cater. So they come into the kitchen, they stage their trailer or whatever, and they, they bring cook. everything with them right. and they take everything back with them. <laughs> so Giovanni goes, I don't have anything here to cook with Marcus. You're literally the first American to come cook in this kitchen here. <laughs> um, so we don't have pots, pans. We don't have any of that. So he's messaging me on WhatsApp. Right. And <laughs> what do you need? What do you need? What do I, need to I get found you? this on Amazon. Will this work? Will this pan work? Right. Will this tell me? So he ordered pots, pans, cutting boards, everything for us that we needed to cook. It was pretty cool. It was really it was cool. cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. Um, his parents, who are in their late 80s, they were there at dinner with us. They were at dinner with us. Actually, the father was still in the field, right? Um, uh, he was Gatano. at Gatano. He was in the field. Um, checking on the vines and then he showed up for dinner after and and his mom uh, was in the kitchen with you a little bit she was um, laughing and um, and, and saying she's a why didn't you make risotto <laughs> yes she she heckled me for not making risotto yes. I made polenta I think you were afraid to make risotto in Italy for them I next time oh, I will no, next time. <laughs> so she heckled me about polenta yes and she goes next time you come you and I are going to make risotto. Risotto together, yes. So I was like, wow. So, so we, we took our guests to um, their estate, the Tenuta Santa Maria estate, and you cooked there. Um, and then we fed everybody there. So it was really fun. Years before that, um, Giovanni took us to, um, to a, a really awesome cheese uh, maker right a, a cheese maker cheese cheese cheese, uh, cheese, uh, cheese store make, was it a cheese store a cave. it was a cave it was a cheese, really awesome cheese shop that has cheese a cave a cheese shop that has a cave in it and it was really cool and we loved it and we we decided that we were going to go back to that uh cheese cave store uh, market and we were going to buy a lot of the ingredients that we were going to use in your dishes and what we were presenting at the um, at Tenuta Santa Maria with Giovanni when we were cooking that night. So yes. it was kind of fun to kind of piece that all together because that was the exciting part for us. The exciting part was, wow, Giovanni took us here. Now we're gonna bring all of that to our guests who who are traveling with us, and we're gonna cook dinner for them. And it was really it was really fun. It kind of brought it almost like a full circle for us. Okay. Um, and then our our guests were traveling with us. We're in the kitchen helping you cook, and it was really fun. It was, it was a lot really fun. Yes, fun people night. came and helped me cook. They yeah. did, so that was a really fun night. The one thing we're going to change about our next trip to that area is we're going to set time aside to take all of our guests to the cheese shop. Absolutely. And what is the other product they have there mm. that we fell in love with? You can't the, the mustard. The mustards, Italian mustards or mostadas, are yeah. You want to grab them? We have. They're we, not like mustard not, not from mustard. the states. Not like it's not like it's not like, it's not like a yeah. Dijon or not like any of this type of, uh, of mustards. It is basically a fruit jam. It's a fruit jam that is um, that is flavored or finished with mustard seed oil. Now mustard seed oil can get extremely spicy. You got the one that so you can open it. So um, we have them in stock right now. We have one in stock right now, and um, if you're looking on screen for us, this is what it is: mostada. 
that is, um, and this is this is a chipotle. Oh, it smells so good. This is a grilled onion. It's inside, it's it's, it's uh, jammy. Jammy. You can smell it. So, it is basically a fruit jam or a vegetable jam that is then has mustard seed oil in it. Now, mustard seed oil is super strong and powerful. Thus, you make mustard gas out of it, which you use for warfare. You're not allowed to bring these fruit jam mustards into the US. You're not allowed to bring them on planes. You cannot, you can't find them that, that much in Italy. You cannot find them duty free. You will not find them in, in, you won't. The first time that Giovanni took us said, mustard, mustard, we're gonna go to a mustard shop. And we're looking at all these buckets behind the counter. I'm like, that's I'm, not mustard. I'm like, mustard, what's he talking about mustard? And it was like, this, this is jam. This is like strawberry jam right. or whatever. It's like mustards or mustards. And it says mustard on it. And I'm like, what's going on here? And after we explained <laughs> properly it. what was in there, the mustard seed oil um, is what makes this stuff It was kick. really, really good. Like really good. Oh, like fantastic. Fantastic. Like one of our favorites and we couldn't wait to get our hands on it and, and have some here. So, um, so if you want to taste it, come on in and get some. It's really yep, we awesome. sell these now. Uh, we sell these now. We're gonna get another one in too. I found another one um, from another one of our distributors that oh, has. Fun. But basically they're finished with mustard seed oil. This is not as strong as the one that was in Italy. The ones in Italy, get some of them get super, super powerful and strong, and they make a really good flavor combination profile. The sweet jamminess, the hot spiciness, mm -hmm. really, really, really good. Amazing. Um, so. so, yeah, so uh, next trip. So the next trip we do to the Northern Italy, you and I were talking about this today. The last trip we did, we started in Milan, drove down to La Mora, did Barbaresco, Alba, then drove down to Gavi and then up past Milan again and over to Lake Garda into Valpocella, Negrar, Verona. It was, it's too much spread apart. And then the, everybody, they left us and they went back to Milan and we stayed over in that area and we went south, right? Because we stayed after the trip and we went, right. north. Oh, we went north. We went north. We went north. We went north. And then we ended up eventually going south. south. We went north. Um, we have to break those trips in the north to two separate trips. Yeah, they're gonna have to be northeast they have to and be, northwest. They have to be northeast and northwest. Because okay. when you go into La Mora, uh, into Barolo, the Comune of Barolo and Barbaresco, and uh, which is Alba, Torino, there's so much stuff to do there that we totally missed. There's a brewery that we wanna visit, uh, Lover Beer. There's a bunch of, there's so many things, the truffle hunt that we did. There's so many more things to see up in that area that it's hard for us to, to to go across almost three hours of travel time. And we did it one day, but now we're now we're smart enough to know, hey, okay, we fly into Verona for the eastern part of the trip, we fly into Milan for the western part of the trip, they're two separate trips. I even put it on paper and I'm like, do we stay an extra three days? No. That's you 12 days. out into two trips. Two trips. See, I have to make the decision sometimes. We, we talked about <laughs> <I'm just> it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, those are the two yes, choices. Yes. So on the VIP website, by next week, you'll see those that Northern Italy trip broken into two. Because that's the page I was working on today. And I'm like, there's just way too much to do. And if you fly into Verona, all the Suave vineyards, all the all the, the, the Amarone vineyards that we missed, like Corta St. Aldo, oh Marinella. Amazing wineries in, in all of that area. I mean, and in all areas, there's a lot. So you're trying to put too much into one trip. and. And I'd rather concentrate it into two separate areas. And we're so close to Venice. I think we should do a day in we're Venice. We're an hour to Venice. We're an hour to Venice, yeah. and we didn't get to Venice last time with our group. We've been to Venice. 
but our group we couldn't because it's just the time permitted. We've been to Venice in a long time. Since 1997. Seven. So it's, it's time for us to go to Venice, experience it again, and uh, enjoy Venice. So. Great. Let's talk about the wine. Awesome. This wine is incredible. Uh, Valapicella Repasso. Um, it's Rondonella, it's, Corvina. It's delicious. Um, is that what it is? Rondonella and Corvina? Corvina, probably. Okay. Um, and uh, it is super concentrated, um, super raisiny. Um, I mean, when you put it up to your nose, you are just like, wow. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, it's got a lot of deep fruit concentrations mm -hmm. in here, really deep cherries. It's not sweet. But it's... it's Concentrated, and the richness comes out in 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 this wine. So the reason why repasas yeah, the, the, are and amarones are so amarone um, was never quite the style that they make it now. I think it was a bitter dessert wine or something. It was it wasn't it was it wasn't it was a bitter. It wasn't what it what we know as amarones are now. Um, they started making these by taking the grapes and putting them in the attics drying rooms right? drying rooms in the attics now the harvest is now giovanni goes to harvest is now and it's a good harvest or harvesting this week so the grapes go upstairs into these attics with ventilation open the windows close the windows open the windows close the windows some of the wineries now are so dialed in with electronics um and automation it, it's almost like it it feels like the windows are open like well it's they, just, they're, they're simulating it's climate control right they're it's climate control yeah. you need to dry the grapes so they dry the partially dry but the grapes slowly dry the grapes Right. right, they don't press. They don't press until January, February. Right. So the grapes are picked now. So when we're there in November, you get to see this room, and it's incredible the it way is. that they're drying these grapes. And and you can see some of the grapes are super raisiny, and some are not yet. And it's like a bunch right here is, and a bunch right here isn't. It's really incredible. Some are big, some are small, some are raisins, some are not. It's really incredible. So what they do is they raisinate the grapes. The, the grapes, they still have liquid in them. They juice them press them, which not as much juice comes out, which is why the wine's more expensive because they lose a lot in evaporation, but the wine is much more concentrated. Amarones that are on our list right now are $150 and up, um, $180, $200. Amarones are just, it's like that. Our daughter's birthday is this. I know. You were talking about opening a bottle of Amarone. Because she, she loves Amarone. She does like Amarone. She's been to the vineyard and she loves Amarone. And so she turns 21 um, in, uh, gosh, uh, two and a half weeks. Two and a half so. weeks. Um, so she will be able to, um, you know, enjoy, and not that she hasn't had a glass here and there, but she will be able to enjoy um, a nice bottle of wine. And, and you were like, I'm going to open an Amarone because she loves Amarone. She so, discovered she loved Amarone when she was 16 years old. And we were in Italy and we went to, to, to Santa Maria. And other Amarone yeah. vineyards. She was like, I really like this, this, this wine. This is really good wine. It'd be interesting to see her taste it again now. Yeah. I don't think she's had it since we were in Italy and that was 20, that was six years, uh, five years five, well, five. Six, yeah, five, five years, years ago. Five years ago. So um, they press the grapes, they juice them, they um, make wine from this. Now with the pressings, the pressings that they have are full of flavor still. So they do is they take their, their, their wine, their other wines, and they pass it through this, called repasa, repassing. So they pass it through the crush, the press, the crushings, and this make, this fortifies this Valpolicella, this regular Valpolicella, uh, Rapasa and it fortifies it. Rapasa fortifies it and brings out some of the Amarone characteristics in this wine. And these wines aren't cheap either. Um, this I think is like eighty dollars on our list. But 
amazing stuff. Um, Rapasas, Amarones, they go up in price range. That, that, that's just the nature of, of how they make the wines and the, and the end product. So, um, Tenuta Santa Maria uh, from Negrar, from Verona. Uh, definitely a must. If you've never been to Verona, Verona is an amazing cool. city. It's really cool. We've been there two or three times and we love, love it. it. The marble sidewalks, mm -hmm. the shopping, the streets. Um, just an amazing, amazing city. It's actually, I, I mean, I, I we like Rome, but it's an upscale Rome. It, you know, it, it's, it's much smaller. Smaller, but but a uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's all. It's all. Yeah. It's closer. It's tighter knit. It's it's classy. Um, marble streets. The Colosseum is older. In Verona is older, older than the Roman yeah. Colosseum. And we've stayed right outside the Colosseum. Yeah, like you really walk cool. there, you open up the door and you walk out and the Colosseum is right, right there. there, which is really cool. The restaurants are amazing. Uh, we go to the one restaurant, the wine restaurant, that has 3,000 wines on their list, Bottega Vini. Bottega Vini, um, yeah. Amazing, they used to have a New York location, which I believe is since closed. The original location is in Verona. I think it's the largest wine list in Italy. And our friend Costanza knows the owner, and yeah. she lives there. And so we go with her. It's amazing when we go. all the, the contacts that we've made over the many years. You know, you know, we can just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, you know, we're coming to Italy," or we send a text or a message, and really cool. You know, it's, it's fantastic. It's really fantastic, and that's that's what we're all about. It's building relationships um, when we're here, when we're there, and bringing our guests with us. You know, on these VIP winery vacation tours, and uh, we're bringing them with us and letting them experience what we experience. Exactly. Yeah. The first time we went to Bottega Vini, do you remember how late it was at night? Oh yeah, we went in for, um, just for a glass of wine. We were in right? Tuscany. We got done yeah. with Altasino, and we messaged Costanza and said, we might be there tomorrow, we're not sure. Oh, that's right. I drank a double espresso. That's we got right. on the road. We stopped in Florence. And we stopped in Florence, got a bite. Got a bite, yep. And I kept driving. Yep. And we got to- Verona. Verona at 10 p.m. at night. We check into the, the, Air, I think we were staying in an Airbnb. Air, uh, for when it was us, it was yes. Airbnb, yep. We were with the, kids, with the kids. And we said, okay, let's go get something to eat. So we walked to meet Costanza um, at Bottega Vina. Vini. 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 Yeah. And um, we sat and we were told what we had to have, right? We were told mm -hmm. we had to have the Amarone risotto, right? She was hosting. So Costanza. Oh, yeah, she was hosting. Costanza um, is a wine broker. So she represents wines uh, from Champagne from Burgundy and a lot from Italy. So she was there that night doing a champagne dinner. So we jumped right into the champagnes. Yeah. Like we got there and flights of champagnes, right? yeah. uh, order the Amarone risotto, order this, order that. And then um, the wine captain came over and I said, listen, I want you just to wow me with something that I will never have again. Something so small, something boutique-y. We'll spend up to a hundred euro a bottle or whatever. And he came under like it's 75 euro a bottle of something that was right from that area. One total, I don't even remember, I don't what, remember it what it was. Yeah, we probably have pictures. Really cool. yeah. And that's the experience that we were looking for. Um, but then our second time there uh, with our group, Costanza actually joined us again mm -hmm. um, because she knows the general manager. And of course they sent out um, an extra course for us. Yes. They comped this extra course. Took us to the wine cellar, mm -hmm. which is mind blowing wine cellar. It's unbelievable, they have dressers right dressers that have drawers that are pulled out yep. and right and all these antique yeah and furniture really dressers cool. like imagine i don't know do they give tours to just anybody 
I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. They have wine everywhere. Everywhere. There's I mean, there's wine hanging from the ceiling. There's wine in dresser drawers. There's wine in cases. There's wine. There's right. wine everywhere. So I don't feel bad about wine sitting in our restaurant no. after these <laughs> restaurants in Italy. Remember the place we went in La Mora in Barolo? Oh, yeah. You could. Yeah. The wine. The restaurant had boxes. Boxes and boxes. Like, you order, you order the wine. Yeah. And the waiter literally walks 10 feet, feet away and stack of boxes and pulls out your bottle and brings it to how the about, table. How about the winery that we went to? when we were in Tuscany, um, uh, um, La Mandania, they brought us to that restaurant and there were wines everywhere when you first walked in. Yep. Like the front room was all boxes of wines, mm -hmm. right? And they, they use them, they sell them. It's pretty incredible. So um, I, I yeah. love it. I love that I love that we're becoming that feel of what we see, you know, all right. around Italy. So what, when you walk into a Roman time and you see all the wine, yeah. <laughs> that's normal in, in some Italian yeah. restaurants. Yeah. That they have so much wine that they just store it wherever they can. Every nook and cranny, and in the dining room, stacked in boxes. But that place in Lamora was like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at all this stuff. Like the delivery guy walks in, drops off the cases, and they stay right there, they stay right there. and they just pull wine out of those boxes. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Really cool. Um, so yeah. Right. Um, so Santa Maria, uh, one of our favorite vineyards from Verona area. Uh, this is Savoy Negrar, Verona, and. Um, what, no, what other wine that we're getting in? I ordered. I don't know if you know, but I ordered some Bartolino, La Frage. You did. I did. <laughs> so, this is a really cool experiment to do. If you like Valpolicella's and Amarones, just to the west of that region is a region called Bartolino. Bartolino. And it's Corvina grape. Uh, Barley, yeah. they, they use other grapes. They use a, they use a bunch of different. Gar Garganega is the white. Garganega is the white, white right, grape there. Yeah. The Lafrage. Yeah. Uh, so Bartolino is right off of Lake Gar. Lake Gar being the largest lake in Italy. As soon as on the east side of Lake Garda, it's all flat. It's all flat, and then you hit the mountains and they go up, which is Valpolicella. This is Negrar, Valpolicella, Valpolicella, Verona area, um, but the flat part is um, Bartolino. So because of the lake effect heat, the, because of the lake effect heat, you get a very, very tropical climate in Bartolino, much more different than you would get in, um, in, uh, in Valpolicella. So you can grow, grow all kinds of citrus there. Lafrage, the one vineyard, had a kiwi orchard in there for the longest time. They had to get rid of the kiwi orchard because it was causing too many pests and they grow organically and they just couldn't, it was hard to manage and they made a judgment and said, let's just get rid of the kiwis. Really cool winery too. So, but the Bartolino wines are totally different than the Valpolicellas and they're neighboring. One's flat, on the water, um, a lot of, that's lot, right, the, the, yeah. the, the, it's just like the Finger Lakes. It's exactly like the Finger Lakes. Mm -hmm. It has that microclimate. Mm -hmm. So they grow all kinds of tropical fruits in Northern Italy on the east side of Lake Arctic because the way the wind comes across, pulls the heat off of the lake and drops it off right on the so land there. The wines are just completely, completely different. different from Bartolino versus, and I got a Bartolino in, it's coming in. I ordered a Lafrage wine um, and it's a great value, the awesome. Bartolino that's coming in. So that's gonna be exciting. They were out of stock. It's actually getting going through customs right now. It'll be here, cool. I think Friday. Um, I ordered it two, a week or so ago. Awesome. All right, um, that's about it. Hopefully, maybe tomorrow we'll get to do another um, uh, Wine Time Live. So stay tuned for that. And that's it. Go to VIPWineryVacations.com. You'll see information about all of the trips that we do to Italy. We just updated the website. We're super excited. I got a lot more work to do to it. 
but it's a completely overhaul of the site that we previously had. I'm very proud of it. A lot of great candid shots there of a lot of our guests having fun, mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And if you wanna have fun with us and with them, uh, click the button to email us, call us, and uh, we'd be happy to uh, talk to you about. And share our stories and hopefully you can join us on one of our trips. Right, have an amazing day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.